Welcome to Relationship, where real-life couple Justin and Candace share their keeping it real perspective on the ins and outs of their personal and professional experiences, navigating the ups and downs of partnerships in life and business. They will also offer practical advice for maintaining strong, healthy, fun, and successful relationships in life and business. If you're ready for comedic and insightful exploration of life, love, law, business, and everything else in between, you're in the right place. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride. Here are your hosts, Justin and Candace. Everybody, welcome back to Relationship. Today, we're joined by an extraordinary couple whose journey showcases the strength of partnership in life and in business. Meet Kelly and Sean Sunsvold, the co-founders of Gold Bear Media. From conquering adversity to building a thriving digital marketing agency, their story is a blend of resilience, unity, and turning challenges into opportunities. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. And I I love, I want to kind of start uh, with this because Justin in the intro read a word that seems to be a reoccurring word in not only in our family, in our own personal lives, but also business. And obviously that's what relationship is about. So let's take the word resiliency or resilience and let's start there. Um, but first, you know, that's that's the first point that I want to start with. But of course, I want you all to introduce yourself to the audience. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys met and then what made you guys decide to embark on this crazy um, journey that we decided to do as well as both couples in business and in life? Yeah, yeah. so um, we were... We met actually in college. Um, I was raised in Dallas. He was in Denver, Colorado, and he had gone down to a little school in Austin called Concordia. Um, and we, it was my first semester there and his last semester there. And we met, um, it was not love at first sight, um, for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, <laughs> um, but it, you know, he was very nice and he listened and um won me over with um just his listening skills and all that fun stuff. So um yeah, so it was great. It was it was a good, it was a good dating relationship. And then we stayed in Austin because like I had to finish school and he wanted to stay near me. Um and then we stayed in Austin for until 2017. So what is that like yeah, 20 years? Well, for me, it was 20 yeah. years. Oh, yeah. There was minus the one year in St. Louis, but we got married in 2003. When we got married, we had a three month old on the way, our first kid. And then talking about resilience and trying to figure things out a month before we got married, I was laid off from my job. And oh. so, and that whole like recurring theme of like, think getting hit hard right after with big things. Right. It was story of our life. I mean, between that, we moved up to St. Louis for me to go to school and we spent six months there and my dad ended up passing away. And so we had to stop school, move along, go back to Denver for a year, not even a year, but while we were there, we just realized like it wasn't school, that direction for school was not going to be the direction we needed to go. So we moved back to Austin and lived there until what, 2017 when we came up here. And then we came up here for her job um she was working somewhere and it just wasn't going that great and i just encouraged her i said hey go go apply anywhere I, you know i've done sales most of my career so i'm kind of a sales monkey i'll go anywhere and find a job 
So we came up here. She applied to what I would literally call the four corners of the country to San Antonio, California, Wisconsin, and Maryland. And Maryland is where we ended up. And we've been here just a little over six years now. We started the company in 2020 after I had back surgery in 2019. I was out of work for a year. And after getting back, being able to get back to work with a back surgery and a hip surgery, I started back to work. And in February of 2020, she's like, I think I'm going to start doing some graphics just to help make some extra money. Well, we all know what happened in March of 2020. And after that, like the phone hasn't stopped ringing. And so we just, we got to towards what October, I think it was. And I was like, we got to do something with this because you've made basically a full-time salary on top of her working and me working that was going too. So we're like, we got to do something with this. And so started the business in 2020, 2021 grew. Um, and we, she, and so in, in doing that 2021, you were diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just, it's been like one thing after another. So like, are you okay now? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm in remission. Yeah. Yes. I, I got diagnosed. I turned 40 on September 10th. And for whatever reason, my doctor, my like annual, my primary had given me this sheet of paper and was like, Oh, I see your birthday. This was back in April. I see your birthday. You're turning 40. And he hands me a slip for a mammogram and he's like, happy birthday. And, um, I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, it's just 40. That's what women do. I had no reason. Like I don't have any women in my family that has had breast cancer or anything. I had no reason to be concerned, but I just scheduled it. And, um, seven days after my 40th birthday, I was diagnosed. I mean, it was like first mammogram in for the ultrasound and, um, the biopsy. I mean, it just happened that fast. And, um, thankfully it was just stage one. I mean, just stage one, you know, there's, I just feel really blessed that they caught it so early. So kind of that, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but that was quite a a birthday present from the doctor. It was, it was, it really was. I actually thanked my, my primary. I was like, you know, when I went back in the next year, I was like, thank you for pushing that. Cause like, I had really no reason to, other than that's just what women do at 40. Um, so it was, it was a really eye opening kind of experience, but yeah, I'm in remission. I have to be on a medication for the next, um, several years to help word it away, but I went through radiation and a lumpectomy. Um, but yes, like if you're listening to this, definitely don't put off the mammogram. Um, it's easier to deal with when you, when you catch it right away. Um, yes, I'm, I'm, Go ahead. I'm glad you're, I'm yeah, glad I'm you're okay. Well. That's, you know, I've been Thank hearing you. a lot of stories like that and it's really scary. So that, so, you know, based upon what you've told me so far, you guys definitely meet, you know, you're like the poster children for the word resilience, resilience in the dictionary. Yeah. We, um, I was going to say, just to kind of finish that story of where we are now, like during that whole treatment process, she kind of decided she wanted to give the business a run full time. And so August of last year, after she'd finished all treatment and everything like that, we got to, she started full-time and a month later, I was laid off from the job I was at. And so we just decided to jump in full-time and do it together. After a month of me looking for jobs and just going, no, this isn't it. I'm either going to do my business or I'm going to do nothing. Right. So nothing is not an option. Yeah. (laughs) I saw her face. So now we just celebrated a year of both of us doing it full-time, basically. 
interesting question. I want to take a step back because, you know, before we started the podcast and, re- and recording, um, I kind of gave you guys a little bit of an intro as to why we started Relationship. And we wanted to fill the void and the gap of what we're hearing, seeing, and reading out there for anybody that wants to start a business or partnership um, in that, you know, everything, all the resources out there, as we talked about, is always so positive and, you know, and everybody wants to talk about their successes and and the steps in which they took to get to those, but they kind of leave out all of the struggles and, and all of the different things. So one of the things that... I hear so often, and, you know, Justin and I will be speaking at a conference in October, and I was always thinking about, you know, what am I going to talk to people about? And here's what I always hear people say. People always say, you know, don't choose something. If you're going to run a business or get into a partnership with somebody, don't do something. And we've, you know, we've now interviewed what, like 20 something people on our podcast. And one of the reoccurring things that we keep hearing, if people always say, you know, the ones that have already gotten to a certain level of success is don't choose a career path because of the money. Choose something based upon your passion or something that you are just so freaking damn good at that you just like you get off on it. Like, it's just so awesome. When it came to when it came to graphics, Kelly, what like you didn't kind of give me like the backstory behind the graphics. Was it something that you woke up one day and you were like, yeah, I'm really good at this. Or is it something that you were doing in your prior yeah, jobs like, and stuff? Yeah. So, so how, how did digital or gold bear come to fruition? Yes, come to fruition. So, um, um, so back in college, um, I had an internship at, it was at a pharmaceutical, it was at a pharmaceutical magazine in Texas. They, um, they ran it out of there. And so I had the opportunity. I was a sophomore at the time and they were only taking juniors or seniors. And I was just like, I'm going to apply. But she ended up taking me. I had no experience with graphics or publications or print media or anything like that. Um, and, you know, like I've already given away my age. So uh, social media was not even invented then. That wasn't even a thing. So a lot of what I had started off with was learning about magazine and print print um, production and things like that and websites. Um, so we, um, so I interned there and really fell in love with the whole Adobe suite. I started, she started me off on, um, it was called PageMaker back then, um, but it's- in I remember that, I do yes. actually, yes. And then um, she introduced me to Photoshop and Illustrator. And um, I got to the point, I was there for about a year and I got to the point where I was doing, um, uh, you know, like all the, the photography and I was basically laying out the entire magazine, um, for the monthly, the Mac, the monthly magazine. So that was really cool. And then after I graduated from college, um, you know, we, we shared, like we had our daughter, like three months after we were married. Um, so it was definitely, I put my career on hold and, um, was finishing up college and watching her, and just learning how to be a mom and an adult. We had our kids kind of young, so it's it it was a lot at first. Um, and so I would volunteer. So like um, if we were at a church function and they needed um, like a preschool curriculum and they were like handed me this Word document, I'm like, make that pretty for you. And so I just started like kind of giving away my, my design services. Um, and it like, it just kind of continued that I was just giving away my design services. And it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I have to like, at some point, like 
monetize. <laughs> yeah, like at what at what point do we do I just stop giving it away? Like when do I? And there was some of that, like um, I would say, like a little bit of an imposter syndrome. Like I'm like really a graphic artist. Like I never really had a title graphic artist, you know, like I just, I kind of had a little bit of that imposter syndrome, um, which was all made up in my head. Um, but then I got a job after our boys, our youngest started kindergarten. And so that really immersed me into the graphic design and kind of gave me that title and like platform that I sort of, I guess, was looking for to validate my skill set. And then, um, from there, the job that I actually took when I came up to Maryland was a communication director job. So I was not only doing um, graphic design, I was doing all the, the media and things like that. Um, and so it's, and then of course, along the way, like social media was, is a huge part of our business. Um, and I actually went back to school and got a digital social media marketing, like certificate after the fact, because like, you know, I'm so old you know, it wasn't. In oh, don't say that. Don't say that at all. Cause you were younger than, <laughs> you were younger than I am. Yeah. I was like, we're so old. <laughs> so not old. We were around before social media. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's kind of where that started. Um, and like Sean was saying, like we, I just really was, I don't know. I'm, I'm always trying to think outside the box. Like I'm really, truly, an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I would say he comes along for the ride and he's like my biggest champion and supporter. And, you know, now we get to do this together. Um, but like, I've always been like an entrepreneur at heart. I like to find different ways to do things. And I don't like the classic, I'm going to go work a nine to five. Um, I like being able to, well, I don't have to, if I don't want to, like I can make money this way. Um, and so when we ran into severe, like, there was a lot of medical debt and just life debt that we had when he was laid up for a year. Um, you know, that's where I think, I think hardship, that's where creativity kind of is born, you know, like you have that right. adversity and you're looking at this and you're like, how do I get through this challenge? Right. And you just really just, you know, you get creative in that, in that space. Cause you're no longer in a complacent, you're in a fight or flight, you know, and you're, you're really fighting for, your livelihood. And so I think that it's like a necessity. It's almost like, you know, you're in the middle of a jungle and there's a bobcat chasing after you. Guess what? You're probably running a lot faster than you would normally because the adrenaline's kind of kicking in. So when you're dealing with, you know, many different types of adversity, you're in that fight or flight and you're like, Oh my God. And we, and we have a daughter, you know, and we have to support ourselves, our family and, I have all, you know, so yeah, I, I, I do think that a lot comes out of a lot of creative creativity comes out of it. Now, let me, let me focus on Sean for a second. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, let you off the hook very easily on this. So you guys decide, all right, we're going to do this together. This is, this is an opportunity that we're going to seize. What was it? Was it one of those situations where you guys knew exactly where Sean was going to exist in this and what <laughs> skill set he was going to bring to the table or like where you're like okay well let's do this together and Sean's like great now what like what's my title what am I going to do for this what the fuck is going to happen like what tell us what like what's going through your mind at this point so I've always known about her entrepreneurial streak and I'm like, okay, if she wants to do this at some point, there's a, there's a great opportunity. She's got the skill set to do it. 
Um, and so I just kind of figured my role would be sort of dealing with the finances kind of on the backside and just helping to keep, you know, taxes are paid, all the legal stuff is done, all that, because I had my own career and I was doing my own thing. Well, um, as the business grew, that kind of stayed my role for a while, but she did most of the invoicing. She did most of all that stuff. And so when I came on in the business, there literally was like, I'd been on the sales side of things, not the marketing side of things. So I had to literally learn from scratch how to sell marketing. And so that's kind of where it started of just sitting, listening to her do meetings with clients and figuring out like some basic processes, like coming from a sales background, you know, I know sales pipelines and all that kind of stuff that you go through to track what's happening, but she'd never seen that before. And so my role when I first started was getting some processes in place to help us really understand what was happening with our customers, um, like how we were getting meetings with people, how we were moving them through our different you know, systems and just getting some of that basic stuff set up so that we could really start predicting and looking at here's the health of our business versus this is just what's happening. We're able to, I was able to start building some, some of those things to help get the business moving forward. And, you know, we've been able to almost, might almost double our revenue year over year. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That speaks, you know, that, that speaks highly of, of what you guys have created. That says it, something. It, it took us a little bit. Um, when we first started, he was still looking for a job or when, when he lost his job, he was still looking for a job. And I was like, I mean, he's sitting at home and he was really sweet and he would make like dinner and stuff and like help out with the kids. But, um, I was like, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, look, like you're a business professional. I'm like, you know how to write. Can you write these like six emails for this client? And like, I just started giving him work. And then I'm like, I mean, he's capable of so much more um, than just doing the little menial tasks I was giving him. And then he noticed he would, I was like, oh, my head's just swimming with all, like all these leads that we have. And he's like, well, do you have a sales pipeline? And I was like, a what? A what? What are you talking about? So that's really where like he was able to bring um, a lot of his skill set that he had in his career that I had never even like, like had seen before. I'd never seen that side. And so it really was actually quite compliment, uh, complimentary. Um, you know, you always hear about like sales and marketing and businesses and like, they don't get along or they like argue for, you know, you know, money or, you know, they're in disagreements with advertising, you know, like whatever. And so we've, we've worked it out pretty well. I mean, we are sales and and marketing, but, um, we are missing like a key financial piece, which was like our accountant. We had, we, we do sub our contract. Our, That's, our that was the first hire. Yeah. That was like our first, we were like, uh, yeah, like this is over our heads. Um, I can do invoice invoicing, right. but, like, you know, that nothing beyond that. <laughs> so did you opt for an accountant or did you opt for like a fractional CFO kind of a situation? We went for an accountant. Mm -hmm. Got it. I'm only but, asking that because it's this whole fractional CFO thing is well, a thing. It's interesting. It is. So we're very, very curious about it. We don't know enough about it. I'm interviewing one at the end of the month. Yeah. So. Oh, I'll have okay. to listen to that one. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely something I think that could be beneficial at this point. Like our our bookkeeper and accountant, it's a it's a couple actually. Right. Um, they're married and they work really really well together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so. Like we've got the long-term tax strategy and we've got the monthly bookkeeping stuff with um, the wife. And so like, it's just like, it's such a, like, it's like having an employee, like 
kind of at our fingertips, but, um, you know, but they are just a, an accountant and contract. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about now, like, let's showcase the business a little bit. So what, what does Gold Bear Media do? I mean, like, I know you're digital marketing, but what do you specialize in? What uh, platforms are you guys using to help your customers? Like, what, what industries are you involved in? I would love to know. Yeah. So we are, we do um, SEO, we do social media management, and we design websites. So I'll, I'll talk more about probably about social media because that is like really like to me, it's like the foundational of a good structure and good strategy along with website, of course, like the, the best pairing is all three of them together. Mm-hmm. But um, really with social media where we've gone is we call ourselves engagement specialists. So we're seeing growth from our clients platforms um, using kind of like our secret sauce for engagement. Um, we have a, a very specific strategy that we use and month over month, our clients are growing by like 10 to 20% on their platforms. By platforms, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, um, and we do uh, LinkedIn mm-hmm. and we, we do a little bit with Twitter, but Twitter is not necessarily our main focus. Um, but we, we do have clients request that, but mainly LinkedIn, Facebook, and, um, and who developed out of between the two of you, did you develop the secret sauce together or did one of you guys come up with that secret sauce? That was me. This one. Yeah, Yeah. that was me. Um, I learned a lot in my, my, um, just, you know, like I've been on social media since, since it was invented. Um, and (laughs) I I love the, yeah. Anyways. Um, so I've been on that kind of studying it's, it's all psychology, like really a lot of marketing is psychology and getting in people's heads and social media is really no different. It's like, okay, if I say this, I get this kind of reaction. But if I don't say, if I say this, I get this other reaction, you know, like it's a lot of like trying to figure out um, what's in people's heads, you know, and try to understand that. And so, yeah, I, I developed the, the, you know, our secret sauce for engagement um, over the course of the last three years. Um, and it's just, it's gotten more and more refined. Um, and I'm really proud of the work that, you know, and I've taught it to my team, like our team, um, we have a team of contractors that help us and, um, you know, they're also able to replicate it. And so it's, it's really like a, something that I'm really proud of that has come out of our business. And that's why, like I said, I was going to like social media sometimes takes the spotlight. And well, and the other thing too, is with the social media, it's all organic. We don't do ads. I mean, we will if a client asks us for it, but really we try to do everything organically because what it does is it really helps endear your audience to your platform and really helps them kind of attach themselves to it and follow along with what's happening. And so it just helps you build a, a more loyal and more trustworthy audience that wants to buy from you. And we've seen clients that have, um, like I'm thinking of one client and specifically that's here in Maryland, um, they actually cut their ad spend from, they were spending $1,200 a month down to $200 a month. And they've actually seen more um, progress with our organic traffic than they were when they were spending $1,200 a month on ads. So just goes to show that like, you know, they're, they've chose to cut back their ad spend, but they're getting way more out of the organic traffic um, now with us than they were with, with their, um, with just ads alone. 
Well, that's pretty remarkable. Um, I wanted to, I want to ask you this question because, you know, we talked a lot about the struggles that both of you guys had independent of each other um, prior to you guys launching. What were some of the struggles that you guys dealt with once Gold Bear Media, you know, came to fruition? Like what, tell, tell the audience, tell us, what were some of the things that you guys had to deal with? I think figuring out rules was probably one of the biggest yeah, ones. Um, rules you know, with each other or like what kind of rules we talked Just about? rules within the business and what each, 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 of what role each of us were going to play. Oh, within role. This. I thought you said rules. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Role. Okay. What role we so played role. within the business because, you know, I knew sales and systems, but I really didn't know a lot about marketing. And so it's been, at first it was like, just learn as much as I can and then the next thing was, we'll figure out what can I think, what kind of things can I take off her plate so that we can help move the business forward. And so, um, you know, over the course of a couple of years, I taught myself SEO um, so that I could be an asset to the business in that sense. And we've got some clients that we do that for. And, you know, for one of our first clients with it, he was, he wasn't sure if he wanted to make a business out of it. You know, it was just a side hustle for him. And in the seven months he's been working with us, he doubled his best revenue last month. Wow. It's really fun because it's, you know, just watching these, this growth happen. It's, it's really enjoyable. Um, so beyond the roles, I think it was just trying to figure out time too, because now we're both full-time in the business. We have four kids at home. Oh, four. Jeez. Four. I thought yeah. <laughs> so our, our kids, kids are and I thought you only had one. Oh no, we have four, 19, 18, and two that are 14. And so our oldest one is, you know, works full-time at a bakery. Our younger one, who's 18, just started college. Um, and she's a math major at Towson University here in town. Um, and then our two boys are 14. And so we were still trying to figure out how do we balance kids and time and events and networking and somewhere in there, we need to have time. For yourself. Yep. Somewhere we've got to pay bills. Somewhere we've got, fam- I mean, the, the list of things just goes on and on. And you guys know this too. You know, just when you run a business, you get to wear all the hats, including a hundred percent family. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. what what did you come up with? I think we figured out less is more. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, but explain that. I, I like explain that. What do you mean by less is more? And how long would you say it took you to figure out the timing issue or the time issue? So I would say like on that, we kind of honestly in the last month figured out where our roles were. Like when we first started off, it was like, I was this leader. I was trying to teach him and train him about marketing stuff. And also I had been really the only person that would have been hands-on in our business for the last three years. So like he's I'm trying to bring him up to speed. He's a little unsure. I would say there was definitely some unsteadiness oh, there. Was there. And, um, you know, but he was trying to help, but I was trying to not be like that person that was like, okay, fine. I'll just do it myself. Like I was really trying to slow down and just like, be like, okay, let me teach you this, you know, but like, and he was, I would say it takes, it takes a lot, a level of humility to be able to go, okay, I don't know. Um, and I want to work with you, wife, um, and also business partner to just kind of have that like humility to go, Hey, we can work on this together. And then on, on my side, just go like, Hey, slow down a second and like, take the time to have a conversation and teach and not just 
rush through and just take it off his plate. Okay, fine. I'll do it myself. And so I would say there was a little bit of that going on. And then, yeah, like in the last month we were taking a walk around our neighborhood and I was like, gosh, I finally feel like, like I, like we have more distinct roles. Um, we noticed, um, well, I noticed there was like lots of meetings that he was doing and lots of meetings I was doing. And we, I, I had a moment probably about like two weeks in there where I was like, I really feel like we're getting on different pages and we were talking about it. I realized how much we were actually on the same page. We were working towards the same goal, but we really were like coming at it from two different angles, which actually helped our business. It right. helps our business grow. We're not like on top of each other trying to like walk along. We're actually coming at it from different angles. And that, um, I think that strengthened us. He's got the COO type you know, job role in our business. So he's looking at like business development. Um, he's definitely like more energetic about networking events than I am. So like, there's been a lot more FaceTime there with him, um, all the finances, long-term financial that like our account, he works more with our accountant closely on that. Um, and so, you know, and I'm able to do more of the client facing um, role that I love, which is, you know, the doing and the meetings with the clients and the kind of like working that way. So I would say it it's, it's ever evolving. I think if you can keep as a business owner, and if you're married to your business owner, you know, your business partner, um, like keeping an open hand about it and really just, um, you know, kind of letting it organically evolve and see where your strengths are, but it takes conversation. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. Like you have to speak in as king, as I always say, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if yeah. I had to ask you, since you guys have now been in this business together for three years, if you can, what would you say are the three key ingredients that any business owner or partnerships embarking on any type of a, a, you know, a business together, what are the three ingredients that you guys have figured out is a non-negotiable that must be present for a business to grow, for a partnership to be successful? What would you say is something that you guys have kind of figured out is three? Hmm. Um, definitely. I was going to say communication Def is definitely one. <laughs> definitely. If, if you have struggles communicating, like I cannot emphasize, like, I mean, we've done marriage counseling, we've done individual counseling, go work out those things with your spouse. The, I mean, your primary is your marriage, hopefully over the business. Um, hopefully it's that priority, um, level. Um, yeah. And I would then, say be flexible is another one. Be flexible. Um, because Agreed. things change. You know, and from yesterday to today to tomorrow, things could change up, down, up, down, left, right, whatever it is, they're going to change constantly. And as business owners, I think we have to be flexible to be able to see what's happening and choose a direction, you know? So I think flexibility is the, that piece. I don't know. What's a third? Um, I'm up with three. I mean, it may be something where the third thing might, you know, uh, identify itself to you guys in three months or so. Maybe. I mean, the, the other thing I can think of, at least for me, and I've seen it with other business owners I've worked with too, of just know your numbers, you know, yeah. know whether or not your business is profitable. And if it's not, get help. You know, like you're, you're choosing to- Is this the piece of your accountant? Did your accountant help you figure out that 
Okay. That piece yeah. did. And also like probably one of the things that helped me be ready for where I'm sitting right now was one of the last jobs I had, I got to sit with somebody and watch them coach business owners. And there was so much I learned in about being a business owner from that three months that without it, I don't think I'd be where I'm at today. So, you know, I, I think learning how money goes through your business, you know, it, it can be a life and death for, you know, whether or not you survive. I love that you just said that because we're, you know, because we're feeling like we have to interview a, a you know, a fractional CFO and kind of learn the differences. So I definitely know that that's, that's something that we're probably going to have this like earth shattering, like, oh my God, you know, why have we been working with this, you know, big accounting firm where, you know, I'm listening to you guys as you're talking and you're talking about working with a couple and part of what I think makes businesses like ours, you know, family owned, so to speak, like it hasn't, you know, it's not this huge machine where we all really care about what we do. We work with an accounting company that, you know, they're kind of huge. And so mm. we kind of feel like we get lost in the shuffle. It's very, very difficult to access our, you know, our accountant. I keep telling Justin, I think we need to find somebody new or a fractional yes, CFO. Yeah, I've had that interview set up at the end of the so month. So thank you for saying yeah. that because that just proves to him how important yes, that is. is. And I know for, for us when we started, like, because when she started full-time, I was laid off a month later. Like if we didn't get the the finances figured out, like within that first couple of months, we weren't going to survive. I mean, we had, you know, we were still getting medical debt paid off. We had other debt. We had, you know, kids, house, cars, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, if you don't know how you're getting money into your own pocket with your own business, right? you're in trouble. You really are. Well, I appreciate that part of it. I want to like, I want to skip to this because, and especially because you guys are in the digital marketing space. Okay. So, you know, just like lawyers and, you know, lots of other industries, the market is flooded with digital marketing. Let us know if you have any time crunch issues before yeah. we, we keep going. You guys good? You We're guys good. good with time? Okay, good. All right. Okay. So because, you know, it's, it's almost as if, you know, there's more lawyers than anybody cares to, you know, deal with, you know, same thing with di the digital marketing space because there's so many of them. And, and, and I'm not saying this about you guys, it's just our own personal experience thus far is that every single digital marketing agency that we've dealt with or spoken with, it always seems like the sell is so much greater than the deliverables. I mean, I can't even tell you the nightmare that we and a lot of people that we've spoken with, whether it's interviews or just in our personal, you know, conversations, where everybody is so frustrated with, you know, digital marketing agencies that sell big and they can't deliver. I mean, I, I can't, I, I have to tell you, we worked with an agency where we got fake Google analytics yeah. for, you know, the the organic SEO that they were alleged, allegedly. And we were like, okay, Justin would be like, Candace, I think you're a little conspiratorial because I am like the biggest conspiracy. Yeah, not for that one, you were right. But on. then I was right on something that doesn't make sense. And until interviewing other agencies, you were, I'm sure, you know, everybody loves throwing everybody under the bus. Well, don't go with them because of this, whatever. Mm -hmm. It is a thing. 
So what is it now that you've been in the business for three years and you have your secret sauce and you guys have, you know, like grown exponentially year after year, what do you identify as being an issue in your own industry? That's the first question. And the second question is what sets you apart in this very saturated industry mm. where there are a lot of bad apples that are giving a bad rep to all of the good guys. So yeah, yeah. first tell me what is the, 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 the major issue that you can identify? And then again, second is what sets you guys apart. I will say you are spot on with your evaluation about being saturated and then having some bad apples. Like that is for sure. I can't tell you, like we run across it, like with people who get like multiple quotes, like we just got a, um, we just won a bid between, um, she had, the client had looked at two different companies. Ours was one of them. And the other company had like spelling errors and like, didn't get back to her on time. So I would say that if you're in the audience right now and you're looking for a digital marketing agency, pay attention to like the littlest details. Do they have grammar issues in their emails? Are they professional? Like, do they have like a professional signature, a website? What's their social media presence like? Like make sure you're digging into all those things and don't be afraid as a person, if you're looking for a digital marketing person, don't be afraid to ask for references and a portfolio. And if you get those things in a professional manner by like, you know, like maybe they share a link with you that goes to their Dropbox folder or something like that. But if you just get a bunch of like random graphics in a, you know, a text or an email, like, like they're, they're lacking some professionalism. So I would say definitely be a little, um, do your homework. Mm -hmm on that it's okay like in our industry it's okay if a client a prospective client was like hey um you know i really want to um talk to some of your past clients i'm like yeah that's fine um you know like those those are those we have a very transparent thing in fact on this side of things it actually concerns me more when they haven't done their homework I'm like, wait, do you know what you're getting? And are you fully educating yourself on your financial decision? Like it actually, I would prefer as on this side of things that people actually did their homework on us, not just, you know, like, oh yeah, social media sounds good. Let's just sign up. Like, no, like actually take the step. So I, I think that that's a really important thing that will help um, people get, because there is there is an oversaturation and there is a lot of bad apples out there, unfortunately. Um, you know, everyone thinks that um, we have a running joke between me and my friend who also does the same thing as us, um, where everyone who's on social media thinks they can just do social media. And I made a post about my grandma one time in my birthday party, you know, that I went to, therefore now I can manage social media. That's not what that means. There's a whole strategy and um their customization as far as like you know um you know like what i produce like if i was managing your social media what i would produce for two lawyers versus what i would produce for um a water sport company is going to be two very different strategies um you know it does it does not apply across platforms like that so like making sure things are unique and personalized mm -hmm. for your specific industry and your specific account um, so yeah, I don't know. That would be, you have anything to add? Um, I kind of go along with what you said of 
checking out the social media. Like if, if the social media that the company you're considering hiring isn't social media, you would look at, don't hire that company. Like, Makes sense. If yeah. you don't Makes like the sense. social media they're putting out, there's a high likelihood that it's going to look similar on your account. It might vary in some ways, but if you don't like what that company's putting out, don't hire. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. When we hear, um, so uh, it's funny, I, this has probably happened at least five or six times, um, but I'll be sitting across the table from someone who wants a website and I'll be like, one of my questions is, um, what are websites that you like? And at least five or six times they're like, we like your site. And I'm like, okay, perfect. You, you've checked us out. Um, you know, like you like our style, which is good. I mean, I, I don't look at it as like a compliment like oh you like my style you know it's more like we're matching vibes like they there's something that they see in our style that they want for their company and so um that that helps and I think that's good that that's a good match for us I mean on the you know there is hesitancy on the same side as you know on the on the client side there's hesitancy on our side when we come across people who like I said haven't done their homework or um don't quite know what they're getting into. And they think it's just a post that you just post on Facebook. Can't you just put this on the Facebook? You know, um, it it doesn't, you know, like there's more behind it. Yeah. As far as I think what sets us apart, going to your second question, I think one of the things for us is we don't, we're not fast to take on clients in the sense of we may add one or two clients a month um, just because we really want to take the time to make sure who we're adding and what we're adding is not going to affect our previous clients or, or hurt their performance in any way. Um, because their results are what's important to us, you know, because if, if, if they're not performing well, we no longer have clients and we have nothing to go show anybody else. Right. And so for us, I think it's just, you know, being slow to add clients and really taking the time to make sure that we've built that relationship and it's, they're happy with what's happening before we start adding, you know, 10, 15, 20 more clients that we really can't take the time to understand what their goals are for their social media. Got it. I love that. We try to, we're not just a machine. We try to really get to know our clients as well. Um, When we have clients all over the country um, and we try to also hit them on a personal level, you know, like we had a meeting this morning with one of our clients and he was sharing with us about something silly that his nine-year-old did. And we were talking about our boys going to eighth grade for the, you know, today's their first day of school. And like, you know, like there's a personal aspect there that we have with our clients. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's not fun to be treated as a machine, like, you know, and just like task there's a, there's a personal relationship there as well. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's important for your industry. I mean, you know, social media post represents the person's persona, their personality, their voice. Mm-hmm. So, their, you gotta get to know them. so you have to get to know them like, you know, and, and you just touched on something really important because I think that most industries in this day and age um, it becomes so transactional, even in industries mm-hmm. in which the personality has to to shine and to resonate. And if you don't, then you know you're just any other post, and people can see through that. Um, you know, to some people you might be able to get by and and fool a couple of people, but really, mm-hmm. most people at the end of the day, they can tell. They can absolutely yeah. tell. So yeah. I love that you guys said that. Well. 
We we always ask this question because we're we're coming towards the end of this podcast, but we never let our guests go. And it's I want you to pick something different than what you guys have already talked about. If you can. If you can. But we always ask our guests to tell us the one, and it may be the same for both of you, maybe something different, but we always ask our guests to tell us what is the biggest lesson takeaway that you have learned thus far um, in your journey together, apart. It could be the same in business, you know, as it is in your personal life, but what's that one? What's that biggest lesson learned or takeaway so far? It's a good question. For me, I can honestly say is that it never happens as fast as I want it to. I We've heard that. Us, we've I have a patience level of zero. And I'm always, I'm looking three steps ahead always of like, okay, got to get here. Oh, we're almost there. Okay, what's the next step? Well, we're almost there. What's the next step? Oh, we didn't get there. Man, I'm really mad. You know, it's, so yeah, I've had to learn patience and to be okay with, okay, we didn't hit this goal, but we hit this goal and that's pretty damn good. You know, so learning, yeah, learning to have some patience to let things happen. Managing um, expectations. Yes. And not, not even anybody else's expectations, my own. Your own. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, That's a good one. I like that one. And what about you, Kelly? Um, I would say um, the biggest lesson I've learned is we talked, I talked a lot earlier about communication, but I would say one of the things that has really helped just our relationship that also helps our business relationship. Um, And this is something we've had to learn in counseling is like looping back. So like, if there is something that like didn't seem clear or um, kind of like struck me wrong or, you know, there was something and it, it led me down this path in my head where I'm like, Oh, what did he really mean? Oh, you know, looping back and really getting that clarifying um, before it goes too deep seated into my brain or whatever is really, um, is really important. Um, yeah, that is. And I, I agree with you that that's so important because, but really more in terms of my, I think people's personal lives and, and it, and it does carry over into business because I find that most people, including myself, and I'm trying to work my, myself out of it is, seeing the world and people through your own optics. You know, it's, you know, we're such complicated beings that I'm constantly going back and being like, okay, Justin, you know, what what did you, wait, 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 what did you mean by there? Whatever, Justin's like, I was just, you know, joking. And here's what I meant because mm-hmm. I could spiral I out of I freaking joking. control and the narrative, <laughs> Still joking right now. <laughs> the, the narrative that I can get carried away with as I think most humans get carried mm-hmm. away with, it could really take you down such a dark rabbit hole yeah. that unless you circle back and I've, you know, I've learned this even through my own, you know, where, you know, you have conflict with anybody, whether it's a friend, whether it's family members, whether it's whatever. And we all make this mistake of going, oh yeah, that that's what you meant by, oh, okay. You know, da, da, da. and that could have been completely opposite of what that person either intended or you don't know you know, what has, what's going on in somebody's life. Somebody could have been really abrupt with me and I've taken it the wrong way. But now I've started to say to even Justin, 
you know, let's give somebody the benefit of the doubt, or let's loop back to use your word and clarify something because you never know, you never know what's going yeah. through somebody's life or, you know, what occurred just right before somebody did something or said something. So, yeah, and assuming the best is so important whenever you're talking yeah, to anybody, to. just, you know, just, I'm so good at that. I'm not, I'm, I'm distrustful. Um, I'm distrustful me. too. I just give people the benefit of the doubt. As I get older, I'm softening up a bit and sh really shifting my mindset and, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that I kind of stop myself. I always say to Justin, stop, drop and roll, like stop being <laughs> impulsive, stop, you know, whatever. Let's just stop. Think for a moment, you know, and kind of like gather. I ready fire him. Yeah, yeah, he does. Ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what's, the guy what's, thing. Been I, what's been fun for us is one of our clients, they do leadership and business, like business and leadership coaching for like executives. And so I think that's been something we've both been able to take advantage of and working their account is there's been a lot of like little lessons in conversation that we've picked up and learned. And we're like, Ooh, we need to apply that. Right. <laughs> and lastly, last thing is where can people find you if they want you to be their digital media people? You got to do the plot. You got to plug yourself. Do the plug. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Well, plug it. The website is goldbear.media. Um, and then socially socially yeah on instagram we're really active on instagram um goldbear.media um is our handle on instagram we're also on linkedin and facebook um yeah yeah that's the best way yeah perfect well we thank you guys for joining us today and that's a wrap for this week's episode. Don't miss next week's episode for more relatable, real, and practical insights from Relationship, packed with even more candid conversations. So make sure to subscribe, tune in, and keep your wine glass full. And if you want to share your own experience or ask a question, follow us on social media and feel free to reach out. Go to cernitslaw.com call 888-68-DAMAGE or email us at cshanbraun at cernitslaw.com or jcernitz at cernitslaw.com.